Jumbo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hello, hello. We're back with Season 2, Episode 5 of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. And if you recall, last episode, we talked about, you know, should you lend money to family? And in continuing the theme on money and relationships for this season, we're going to talk about money and friendships. So yes, money and friendships. So before you listen, share this episode with a friend that you think you want to listen or talk about this with later and um, and get their thoughts. So this is something that you should probably listen to with a friend or share with people in your in your friendship group, in your circle. And so when it comes to money and friendships, there's just so many thoughts. I thought about what I could talk about and I could probably have spun this like two or three different ways. Um, I thought about, you know, the friendship wealth gap, just talking money with friends, doing business with friends. I think all of this could even be their own different episodes. But if you brought up the term friendship wealth gap to me while I was like in college, I'd have looked at you like, what the hell are you talking about? So in college, my friends and I, by college, I mean university, right? In college, my friends and I worked simple, you know, very humble beginning jobs, right? We were young, broke, and we all had all the energy in the world. And so we worried about, you know, boys. We worried about grades. We worried about paying next month rent uh, on our $8 per hour job in university, We would shop at Maurice's, Wet Seal, Rainbow. You know, those were the days. We were all kind of on the same page with things. I would say that many of us have friendships that were formed at different stages of our lives. So we have friendships from our childhood, friendships from high school or secondary school, depending on where you live, friendships in college or university or in our graduate studies. Um, We have friendships we formed during our careers. And we have other adult friendships because, you know, we live or we work out or we have a sports league or we have our, you know, the parents of our kids or, you know, there are other different ways that we could form friendships. And so as we grow older and we settle into our adult lives, you know, some of our friends are married, some are single, some have a career taking a, you know, a, a, you know, a fast, a high speed, high growth financial path or career path. Others are blazing their own trail as entrepreneurs. Um, Life happens, right? Life happens and and chance happens, right? And privilege happens and choices happen and time happens. And people in our friendship groups, regardless of when we form these friendships, can end up in, um, in different on different life paths, right? And this can lead to different financial situations. And not just different financial situations, it can also lead to different financial values because overall we're actually, we're different people anyway, right? And sometimes it can change friendships. And so how do you navigate that? How do you navigate that as an adult? Especially, you know, for example, if I grew up with someone from when I was two years old and we're in very different places financially, how do we continue to nurture our friendship at its core? 
And sometimes I might meet someone in a career path where we might be on similar places because if we're on similar career paths, we may make around the same amount of money. And even when you do, we may still have different financial values and different financial responsibilities. So how do you navigate friendships at the core when you are in different financial places? And how do you navigate money conversations with friends and all of that? That's what I want to talk about on this episode. And I think in a different episode, we can hone in on, okay, doing business with friends or lending money to friends and, and talk about those specific topics. But standing and doing a kind of a, a, a 10,000 10, foot view conversation on money and friendships and what happens when life takes different, um, different paths, where life takes us down different paths. I think the number one thing that stands out to me is that it's got to be about the friendship at the core. And so thinking back, you know, think about, well, what drew me to this person? What drew you to this person as, as a friend? Is that thing still there, regardless of where you both are in your lives and in your finances? Life has happened, things have changed, but hopefully at the core, who you are has not changed. I mean, of course, I hope that we are improving over time. But, you know, if it was my personality, if it was my, my warmth that, that brought us as friends, it was the, or if it was the fact that we were both living abroad or, you know, many different things, whatever it is that, make you, that made you, you know, um, get along with this person or pursue a friendship or invest in a friendship in this person, is that still there? Find that common ground again. And I think as you do that, also, you know, accept that you, you're different, right? Right. People are built differently. So, for example, I may be the person in a friend group that likes luxury things and you may be the person that doesn't really care about stuff, but you care about other things. And so accept differences in, in who you are, but it also in where where your life journey has brought you. Right. So I have friends that make less than me, friends that make probably similar to me and friends that make more than me. But you know what? I, at this stage in my life, I wasn't always you know, confident in, in, in who I am from this standpoint. So I would say at this stage in my life, I mean, I'm good, you know. If you want to put me on a private jet, yes, please, thank you. If you want to say, hey, you know, just do your own economy tickets, sure, that's fine. If you want to say let's boss it, okay, you know, we could talk about that. Uh, but I think it's also important to remember that you are not your money, right? And so if you make less, it doesn't mean that you don't work as hard or hard enough. And if you make more, it doesn't mean that you work harder than someone that makes less. Uh, but I think if you also make more, you also shouldn't feel guilty or play small or hide your accomplishments, right? And so just both ways, know that you are not your money. Money is a means to an end, but money is never the end. And so whether you have a net worth of minus 200000 or negative 50000 or 200000 or you have a million dollar net worth, you're not, your, your net worth is not who you are. Sure, I mean, financial security is helpful and it definitely takes a load off, right? It takes a load off when it comes to stress, about paying bills and all that stuff. But I have personally never slept on a pillow made out of cash. So, you know, uh, uh, we are not our money. And then the second thing I want to talk about is just, you know, lightly talking on the topic of lending money to friends. And like I said, this can be an entire episode on its own. But a lot of my personal thoughts on lending money to, to, to friends are similar to the thoughts I shared in, uh, in the last episode on lending money to family. However, there's one big difference here, right? One big difference here is that we choose our friends, whereas we do not choose our families. And so 
I think we might find that you know if 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 a money situation with a friend goes you know goes goes wrong, um, people generally walk away from the friendship, and it's usually harder to repair. People could also walk away from family members, but they may still be in their lives because you know they're family. So we choose our friends, um, and so that's one big difference there. And um, you know I wouldn't lend more to a friend than I can afford to lose. That's still my general policy when it comes to friends or family. Um, and I found that with yeah with friends I I haven't been in a position to loan a massive amount right um, and I do tend to do more gifting than lending maybe I'm just not rich enough yet um, but I would love to be in a place to support people's businesses or invest in a startup or something of the sort um, but yeah my policy is kind of similar with family um, and for me it's also just making sure to have those conversations early on. Um, I think that's I think that's what's that's that's important, but it could be a full topic for another day. But those are just my initial high level thoughts on lending money to friends. And then the next thing is just talking about money with friends. And I had an episode where I talked about how we need to have money conversations. And I and on that episode, I shared that I didn't always have money conversations with my friends. And now I do. And my friends and I are in different places in our journey and we, this stuff matters to us differently. And so it's okay if, you know, you're talking about money and everybody's not excited. That's okay. The key for me is that, you know, I'm sharing what I'm hearing. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll share the knowledge. I'll share the things, the opportunities I'm hearing about. And if you want to jump in, you know, jump in on it or, or do your own research. Or if you want to ask my thoughts on what I do, I'll, I'll share my thoughts. Knowing my way is not the only way, but I do think there is... There is, there is wisdom, right, in, in, in collective sharing of knowledge. So I think sometimes people shy away from having a, having money conversations because they think, oh, for you to have a money conversation, you need to share how much you make or you need to share your salary. And you don't necessarily need to do that, right? I have money conversations with, with, with a number of different friends and at different levels, right? Uh, but maybe I've shared my salary with like maybe two or three people specifically. I can give general ideas. But again, sometimes, many times sharing your salary has nothing to do with the conversation. And so if somebody's just trying to know my salary just to know, then I'm like, okay, uh, uh, where is this conversation going, right? Yeah, like I said, having a money conversation does not necessarily say, oh, I need $23 per hour. You know, it means, okay, here's what I'm, I'm trying to pay off my debts. Here's the method I'm using or I'm trying to invest more. Here's what I'm using index funds versus stock or here's a stock I'm thinking about buying. Do your own research if you want to look into it. Stuff like that. Or here's how I'd like to grow in five years. Here's what I'm thinking about doing to get there. And those things can, you know, start up conversations. But I think getting back to the friendship, money or financial gain or financial literacy should never be the reason for being in a friendship. If you're being in a friendship for that, I mean, you're wrong, you know? Um, and so while money should never be the reason, I do believe that your closest friendship should up your money game, right? And or your financial knowledge, just as they should other aspects of your life. If they aren't feeding you in, 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 in key aspects of your life, then you should question those friendships. As I said before, you know that there are people that you shouldn't talk about money with, right? Or you'll know the extent to which you should talk with different people about money, and trust and mutual respect is so, so, so important. It doesn't take having a lot of money to know who you can trust with money. I think about a few people in my life or a number of people in my life, and I know there are people that, you know, I think the way I think about it is that how a person spends or thinks about or treats a dollar or a hundred dollars is how they'll do on a hundred thousand or a million dollars. 
And so there are people that I know I'll trust with a dollar or with a million dollars. And I didn't just start having those thoughts today. It's people that I've known um, over time, right? And it doesn't matter the amounts, right? And their character has been consistent and, and I trust the people that they are. And so the question that you should be asking yourself is that, you know, are your BFFs your money tribe, right? Are your people in your closest circle, are they also your money tribe? Not everybody has to be, but some should be a part of your money tribe. And so if you haven't really had money conversations with your friends and you're thinking about, okay, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should at least start it off, right? I acknowledge that initial money conversations may be a little awkward, right? But like exercise, as you start to use a muscle, you know, it gets better. It gets easier. And so the easiest way to start talking about money with friends is when you're not asking for a loan. So that way it just becomes something that you guys just talk about, like you do other things in your lives. Like you talk about, you know, what you wore or what you did or a job promotion or, you know, a celebration or something like that. Just as part of your everyday conversations, just have money conversations there. And if you're not asking for money, your first money conversation, that makes it a little less awkward. So start the conversation and see where it goes. And as you do so, you'll find what friends are more interested and in, those that are disinterested and follow up with those that are more inclined to be interested in a topic. I want to talk about just maintaining your financial values. As we grow up and this adulting thing takes on a life of its own, you know, we find that, again, we have different values from our friends. And so in order to make sure that we, we, we keep our friendship, right, and we don't lose that friendship, first, you have to know what your own values are, not even just your financial value, just know your values in general. Like, I know what I stand for. I know the things that I, you know, I know that I'll never, you know, cheat somebody out of their money. I'll never take somebody's money and do something else with it than it was intended to. I know that it matters to me to, to, to be generous in my community. I know that it matters to me to support my family and all of those things. I know that, you know... I'm not a big person for like a Chanel bag. Nothing wrong with it. It's just not something that I desire. But I probably spend a lot of money on travel. Probably same amount or more than someone else will spend on a Chanel bag. So I know myself and I know what I stand for. And I think that it's important to, to know your own values your, at your core and then know how that translates or aligns to your financial values. And so if your friends like brand name stuff or luxurious vacations and you don't, I think it's important to first, you know, resist the need to fit in, right? I mean, we're grown or we're trying to be grown. There is no need to fit in. Our friends, our core friends should know who we are and love us for who we are, right? And so if you don't resist the urge to fit in with friends, you end up either resenting your friends or resenting yourself for not having the money to do what everybody is trying to do. And that doesn't do anybody any good. Um, the second thing is to just be... Be upfront with your friends about your differences and say, hey, I know you like this. I'm not really into that. And so maybe I can do it one time so that we can do it together. Or if not, hey, you do that. I'll catch you, you know, next time and we can do something else together that we mutually enjoy. So it's important to make sure to keep things in your friendship that you enjoy as a collective. So you're not always doing things that are kind of outside of your values or outside of what you can um, afford. And again, it's going back to when you explain or express your, your differences, your real friends, the good ones, they'll understand and they'll respect that. And so now you're saying, okay, now I'm going to have more money conversations. You know, what am I going to do? What should I have in mind? Then the first thing is this. Do not assume anything about anyone financially. People will tell you something 
take what they tell you. If they lie to you, that's up to them. That's their problem. But don't assume anything. Don't assume that because, you know, if you know what somebody makes or because, you know, they got a promotion, don't assume that they have all the money in the world and they can, they can afford to do that. I've seen so many people assume so many things about people that it's just like it's baseless, it's unfair, and it's, of course, misinformed, right? And so I've had people suggest that I upgrade my car or that, oh, I'm a baller and all that stuff. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, first of all, that's your problem. Two, we didn't have that conversation. Um, and then three, it's just, it's just, I mean, that's an assumption is the highest form of ignorance. That's a term that I've heard that hit me because I think there is instances where I, where I have fallen into the, into the, into the trap of assuming things about people, not really money related, but just in general. And so now I err on the side of caution. I will ask clarifying questions to the end on seemingly obvious things because I do not want to assume. And so clarify, clarify, clarify. And also don't assume because someone ends a modest salary that they have no money in the bank. I mean, people can develop savings habits without having six-figure income. So don't assume anything about anyone. And someone with a six-figure income can have huge debt or huge family financial burdens or, or health expenses that could be taking up you know, their pay. So make no assumptions. The second thing is resist the urge to compare. Once you start comparing, I mean, it's going downhill from there. And so if it means telling yourself verbally to say, okay, I'm not going to feel this pressure. I'm not going to compare. I'm taking myself out of this comparison game. That's going to do you some good. So whatever you need to do to stop that, nip it in the bud as soon as you, as soon as you hear that comparison coming, nip it in the bud real quick. And the third thing is be honest. So many of us are not honest. If I can't afford it, I'll say I can't afford it. And sometimes it's not in my budget, even if I can afford it, because I don't want to spend my money that way, you know? And that's okay. It's absolutely okay for us to, to, to say these things. And so as I wrap up this episode, right, I think it's important for us to remember that we become friends with people because we, we found some common ground. And sure, friendships will come and go, and sometimes the common ground will no longer exist, and that's fine. But for a core of our, the people in our lives, there will still be room for common ground. And regardless of how much we bake, we always need to go back to that common ground and see if it's still there, and remember to focus on that. Good friendships can stand the test of time and life and different income levels if we continue to be intentional about the friendship at its core. Friendships at their core are meant to be safe spaces. There are friends that I've known for a short period of time that I've been able to have pretty, pretty detailed open money conversations. There are others that I've always had conversations with and there are others where it's taken a lot of time. And then there's a fourth group where I know we'll never talk about money because we just don't go there, right? Great friendships are a beautiful thing, and they're a beautiful thing to create and build and nurture over time, and they can be some of the most profound relationships of our lives. And when it comes to money, these friendships should also propel us forward. And so as I finish this episode, I want you to think about a few, a few things. Who is in your closest circle? Write them out. Is there, or think about them. Is there someone in your circle that you can actually talk about money with without judgment or fear or shame? If not, is there someone you want to start sharing these thoughts or ideas with for your mutual financial growth? 
give them a call as you wrap up the year and bring up the topic or see if they're interested. Just bring up a topic, something like that. Say, oh, you know, I started listening to this financial podcast and I'm interested in blah, blah, blah. You should check it out. Let me know what you think. Or I'm thinking of investing this way. I'm trying to pay down my debts. I think I want to pay this one down first and all that stuff. And see how it goes. I really do hope that our BFFs can be part of our money tribe and that we can together um, advance or, 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 or continue to walk the path towards financial freedom. And so give us BFF a call. Give your BFF a call today and have a money conversation if you've never done that. Or if you've done that and you kind of stopped, you know, give it a rethink. Revisit, revisit that thought. I, I ask that you do that. And so that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And I know that it is Christmas this week. Merry Christmas. I am recording this from Hawaii. I am in Honolulu, Hawaii. I've been here for just about a week. And um, I hope that you and yours are well and safe this season. And um, I hope that you enjoy your time. If you're taking time off to, to reflect and just um, unwind from the year that we have, I hope that you enjoy the time with your family. And know that I am so thankful for the gift of your time and attention for this episode and for every other episode. Take care. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what, popping. And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. And as you go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, or double. See you next time.